Welcome to ABC Cafe. I'm your host, Anthony Apodaca. Today we speak with Deborah Stoleroff. She's an activist in Vermont, a member of Jewish Voice for Peace, and Vermonters for Justice in Palestine. In this episode, we talk about her Jewish upbringing, anti-Semitism, the relationship of Israel to Jewish identity and Judaism, and local organizing around Palestinian liberation. Okay, uh, Deborah Stoleroff, thank you for joining me on ABC Cafe. Nice to be here. So um, I met you, um, I think, at a rally about a month ago um, at uh, Battery Park in in right. in in Burlington, and um, we talked briefly. Um, but I wanted to have you on because I know that you've been involved um, in the activist community um, for a few decades, and you seem like you had a lot of wisdom to share with us. So I just. Real quick, as by means of introduction, um, how did you get involved, particularly with um, the Palestinian issue, which is the what the rally was about that that we both attended, and and right. why is it important to you? So, um, I mean, I, I'm Jewish, mm-hmm. and I grew up and um, and with as did many people of my generation who are. Um, uh, first generation removed from the Holocaust. Am I first generation or second generation? I guess I'm second generation removed. My grandparents were mm-hmm. uh, were the were um, lived through the Holocaust, and um, so you know, it growing up in a um, at that time, everybody all all Jewish people for the most part that um, were told that um, Israel was was um the place to be and the safe safe place for Jews um and so that I grew up with that meme that story and I also grew up during the civil rights movement and the Vietnam war um I became so it, you know I was like 8 years old when all that was happening in my you know in your child's mind you're sort of figuring out the world right mm-hmm. Um, and it was at that early age that I sort of said, hmm, something's wrong here, you know, that that uh, we need to, there needs to be a world where everybody's safe and everybody has the same human rights. Anyway, so so that's sort of how, I mean, and, and so then as um, I think it wasn't probably until the second intifada, um, which was around um, 2001, I think, mm-hmm. that I sort of, or t- 2000, that I really sort of started like wondering what what is going on here um i i definitely was anti-zionist all my my life but didn't really get involved with um palestinian solidarity work until uh around that time and then i think it wasn't till maybe sometime around 20 2011 or something like that i got involved with vtjp through the um boycott the vermoners for justice in Palestine. Yes, yes, through um through the boycott, divestment and sanction um movement and um targeting and, Ben and Jerry's. Yes, yes. Um <laughs> I remember when when that the day that came up and where we were and what we were talking about. Yeah, that was for some reason that's in my memory. Um yeah. But. So um in in your childhood or or upbringing you said you were always anti-zionist 
was that part of your family's position or something that you adopted separate from that? And just kind of curious to know how how Israel was viewed in, in your household growing up or in your in your community growing up. Mm-hmm. I would say that um, uh, predominantly my family was was Zionist. Um, that. Yeah, I remember having arguments with my grandfather and my family um, and knew to shut up when any of that um, kind of conversation came up just to ease things along. I would say I, um, I, I'm trying to remember if my brother also, who's older than me, who, um, who was my brother was had a huge influence on on me um, at and in early teens um, because he early on became a Marxist Maoist and was reading lots of socialist and communist literature and um, getting involved with unions and all that sort of stuff. So I'm pretty sure that he also sort of um, had an influence in the way that I was, that I was thinking. Um, But uh yeah, so my family, yeah, my going back to, sorry, to go around, um, but um, I I developed the views relatively early. And again, it, I, as I said, it's, was, it was a humanist mm-hmm. um, thinking. And that that humanist thinking has led me through pretty much all my life. If there's a social justice or an environmental justice issue, injustice, I I will step toward working to try to make the situation more just. Right. And it's it's not only Palestine, Israel, it's like anything. Mm-hmm. I seem to get involved in those in those issues as an activist. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like the only way that I can have hope for this world is to be active and making trying to make a change. I can't just sit back and follow that I need to sort of get involved in the organizing and being part of it. Um, mm-hmm. and it just brings me hope. That's So my... just sticking with the Judaism, Jewish identity, Zionism thread, you know, how do you see, how do you see or define Zionism in, in relationship to uh, Judaism or, or being Jewish? And specifically because, uh, in the last few decades, but especially it seems like in the last couple years, there has been a um, an increased effort uh, in certain circles to conflate Zionism with Judaism. Right, right. So Zion- Zionism is the is. Um, just simply put, is the belief that Israel is, that there is a place for Jews that is, you know, that safe place. Israel has become that safe place. So Zionism is the belief that Israel is um, for, is, is for Jewish folks, right? And, um, and there, I think there are extremes, of course, in any sort of ideology, um, there is, there are the ultra, the ultra Zionists or the, you know, the ultra right of it. And and then people who are more liberal about it, you know, um, but so 
So being Jewish does not necessarily mean that you have to believe that. Not all Jewish people believe that that Israel is this is a, is that there needs to be a home for Jews. Not all Jewish people um, are in support the 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 is Israeli government, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just like in the United States, not all not not everybody supports. The U.S. government. It's not all Israelis support the the, the Israeli government, right? Um, so one does not need to be um, one a Jew. Jewish person does not necessarily have to be a Zionist, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in fact, there were um, there were people who during the the um, Holocaust were and or leading up to you know the Bundists right who were looking at at, at labor and were actively working to I think more for assimilation into other places rather than having to everybody thinking everybody every Jew needed to be in in Israel or uh, or supporting an Israeli state. Yeah. So and, and in addition to that. It- um, a lot of non-Jewish people uh, are proclaimed Zionist. Um, you know, uh, right. most recently, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Biden was uh, <laughs> declared himself to be yes a Zionist, and 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 also to that, he he just said this week or was it last week? I can't remember that you know Jews would not be safe anywhere in the world uh, unless Israel existed. Right, right. He did say that. You're ab- yes, and and it was like you know. And the reality is, we are not safe till all people are safe, right? Uh-huh. That if 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 um, you know, there's there's anti-Semitism. There's a, um, there's a growing anti-Arab, you know, um, feelings, and th- there's anti, um, you know, there's racism, there's, you know, I mean, all of the isms, right? And until we're all safe, nobody's safe, you know, as long as, so, and especially in this situation with Palestine, Israel, the the more, the, the more harm we do to Palestinians and to, in the mid, Middle East, the less safe we are mm-hmm. because people are getting angry at us. Right there, and they're and they're and they're stereotyping, and they're stereotyping that it's all Jewish people who are doing the harm to Palestinians, and that's not the that's not the truth of it. And in fact, in the United States and in other countries as well, you know, that's one of the reasons why the Jewish voice speaking out against this is so important, in mm-hmm. part. And besides the fact that we strong feel strongly and are are so imp- you know impassioned about like about the fact that at twenty thousand people at this point eight eight thousand of them kids have been you know murdered killed mm-hmm. and it's it's a genocide mm-hmm. and 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 the U.S. is letting this happen in in our name yeah. right not only in the name of U.S. citizens. But in, and but the finger gets pointed at Jewish folks, right? Because yeah. it's about Israel and it, and the connection of the Zionists that they think that every Jewish person is is a Zionist, right? So it makes us all unsafe. 
I think um, that's a really important point because one of the things that greatly concerns me thinking about anti-Semitism in the U.S. in particular, which is real and is a problem, um, is is exactly that. It is the the conflation of Zionism and Jewish people and Judaism and you know, I couldn't help but thinking, you know, we have local synagogues in, in Burlington that mm -hmm. up until about two weeks ago had We Stand With Israel on the homepage of their synagogue. And they're continuously making arguments about how Zionism is an integral part of Jewish identity. That doesn't seem like a recipe to make Jewish people safe in the U.S. In fact, it seems like it, it's the opposite because you're basically making an entire, you know, diverse group of people with diverse opinions, you're, you're conflating them with a nation state and the actions of a nation state um, when they actually have no relationship to that nation state that, you know... <laughs> It brings back almost this sort of like, it's like a reverse dual loyalty charge in a way, right? Uh, and and uh, it's, it strikes me as incredibly dangerous uh, in addition to just being wrong. That's right. not a question, I, but yeah. <laughs> no, well, uh, you're, uh, yes, it's not a question. And in fact, what I would add is, ironically, the government of Israel right now is a fascist government. Right. I mean, Netanyahu and his crew are are ultra rightists who are, you know, would would like to, you know, I, I, I and I'm using the word fascist probably very loosely there um, because, you know, uh, but they are ultra rightists. They're trying to undo democracy in in Israel. And up until October 7th, they you know, people Israelis were were really fighting against the the what the Netanyahu government and and I don't actually I, I'm embarrassed because I don't even know the name of the president of Israel Netanyahu is not the president right he's um, the prime minister prime minister right and um so this is shows you just how much like I don't really think about Israeli politics or one and you know other than sort of the broad scope of it and um it's Herzog the, Isaac Herzog is the president. thank you. Thanks. So, you know, they were trying to undermine this, the Supreme Court and the judicial system in in Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And um, which was going to lead to a more sort of fascist state, which is, um, you know, you can find the parallels between that and and the and the ultra right wing conservatives in in the U.S. and throughout the world at this point, because there's so many countries where that are fighting this sort of ultra right um but so going back to your point and what you were trying to say is that so by in some ways by supporting Israel at this moment you you are supporting <laughs> a, an ultra right government and and I would my my guess is that most most Jewish folks in this in in Vermont and this is a broad stereotype generalization, but that are are there many of them are liberal at least, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of this weird um, <laughs> juxtaposition, irony, 
you know, um, around supporting Israel because it's uh, supporting the nation state. Because in fact, by doing that in this moment, you are also supporting a government that is ultra right um, mm-hmm. and would like to take away the rights of of many, not only humans, but but even Israelis, right? Um, and so it's important for for non-Zionist Jews um, to also try to engage in conversation with folks who are Zionists. And that's that's difficult. Mm-hmm. But I as as my dear friend Wafiq Wafor um, has said to has asked many times is that as he sees that as very important work. And I think I, I, I agree with him mm-hmm. that 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 is some you know part of our work in this moment. So I'm wondering if you have any opinions here on the, it's been documented, but I'm kind of actually curious from from your own perspective if you've seen, um, what's your understanding of the evolving definitions of anti-Semitism leading to this moment, and and when you were you know just because uh, you know when you were growing up, what did it mean versus what does it means now, and how have you seen seen it change over over the over the years? You know, I think so. The term I, I, the, the term anti-Semitism um, is, I, I think, originated from what was the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, the HIHRA, um, and um, I'm sure that's not. I mean, it was way before that 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 anti-Semitism was. Um, was coined and people were feeling the effects mm-hmm. of, of that. Um, but there's there was I, and um, recently someone sent me to the Jerusalem Decor- Declaration on anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. um, and you know I they just their definition is that anti-Semitism is discrimination, prejudice, hostility. Or violence against Jews as Jews, or Jewish institutions as Jewish, and they specifically in their guidelines um, say that. I'm sorry, I'm looking at this online right now, so I'm speaking to you, and I have to find it. Um, well, they they specifically define what is not anti-Semitic. Oh, I think this. I think it's this one. Um, boycott, divestment, and sanctions are commonplace, nonviolent forms of political protest against states. In in the Israeli case, they are not in and of themselves anti-Semitic, right? Mm-hmm. So, so to say, so to say that to to be against Israel is not to, in in that sense to be against sort of the what the the politics of Israel uh, it is is not necessarily anti-Semitic, right? That again, that's what I pointed out. That you can be not everybody agrees with the government of the United States. Not everybody agrees with the policies of 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 the Israeli government. To disagree with those policies is not anti-Semitic. 
And perhaps that is like, you know, sort of the, the um, evolution of, you know, what you're asking about anti-Semitism is, you know, how, what, what anti-Zionists are hoping is that, 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 that piece of, of, um, what is seen as anti-Semitic gets it gets pulled out, right? Because right, the and the IR, the IHRA the, just the IHRA definition is very new. It is not the, right. You know, it's, it, it's not right, you're right. It, it's not like a hundred year old right. definition standing the no, test of time. It is it is completely within the last 10, 15 years. Yes. I think it was came out in two thousand eleven. Um, it was in working groups before that. Um, yeah. And, and and to you, to your point on the Jerusalem Decor- Declaration, which I actually pulled up, I think there's a there's a specific statement on Zionism in that same section, um, where it's talking about uh, examples uh, on the face of it are not anti-Semitic. So I'll just read that, which is criticizing or opposing Zionism as a form of nationalism, or arguing for a variety of constitutional arrangements for Jews and Palestinians in the area between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. It is not anti-Semitic to support arrangements that fully, that accord fully, full equality to all inhabitants between the river to the sea, whether in two states, a binational state, unitary democratic state, federal state, or in whatever form. Yes, thanks. You found the one that I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is, you know, in effect, yes, what we're the- arguing for, right, which is... Yes, which is uh, um, political uh, self determination um, for for Jews and Palestinians. That is not, you know, a system or systems of government that favor one one group over the other. Right. Yes, that's exactly, and I think um, you know the, within the U.S. We have a a little bit of you know we um, a fight on our hands because the Congress just said just voted in favor of the opposite of that right they, the house they vote- the house passed a resolution that yes. basically equates anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism right um, right which so, is yes. obviously ridiculous but <laughs> yeah. Right. So we have some work that ahead of us just based on that. Um, those of us who are anti-Zionists and working to support um, the support being solidarity with Palestinians. And um, we have we have to we have another fight to fight at the same time. Mm-hmm. So let's switch gears a little bit to talk about what's happening locally. Um, so there's a lot of activity and it's too much to recap everything from the protest uh at uh at Becca Balance uh fundraiser which i think helped put some pressure on her to kind of change her mind sort of maybe <laughs> she, she she cites that she cites that as as the moment and i'm proud to say that i was part of that <laughs> yeah or saying it yeah. and um we have the failed uh, resolution to condemn the shooting of three uh, Palestinian um, students in Vermont. Um, The resolution that failed explicitly made a connection between that and what's happening in Gaza. Um, 
which failed six six in a vote six to six, six to yeah. six and um we also have a petition circulating by local members of the community um to put um a statement in front of voters in march in burlington to declare burlington an apartheid free community so what what are you working on now and and what do you see as being sort of important for for what you're doing in the next come in the coming weeks and months so um well i'm not a burlington i, I live in central vermont so mm-hmm. uh, uh though i am supporting um vermonters for justice um in palestine um i um my work is more is is a little bit broader than that and i but i you know i did a, a virtually attend that meeting and t- and sent testimony um and will do all that i can to help them pass that and and certainly to also work to um help bring to to um a just solution for this for the three students who were um who were shot um, hoping that we can have it labeled a hate crime, um, and that and that is March eighth. Is there is I think a hearing uh, um, on that date that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna work around. Um, in terms of my work, um, it it there we're it's let you know sort of legislative right now. We're um, working to um on Bernie San- on Bernie Sanders resolution um to um on his resolution calling you know calling for um to sort of say what humanitarian aid looks like right um and yeah, he I- passed it's it's called 502b the resolution on israel um and if it was passed the us state um department of state would investigate and report to the senate um on the violations and the in- of international human rights um and it would sort of um qualify any um assistance that Israel receives. So we're working to pass that. Um, yeah, and what can, well. what can people do listening to help with that? Because I think, I mean, I read the resolution. It's not perfect, but it's obviously a step no. in the right direction. And I don't want to exactly. spend too much time analyzing it right now, but right. I right. think it's important to pass and support. Exactly. We just, um, so, you know, I'm doing... Uh, Right now, I'm I'm part I'm in many different sort of um, groups, and so I'm 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 working with Jewish Voice for Peace in that I feel that my Jewishness um, needs to be a, a very important voice right now, as well as I continue to do to work with um, Vermonters for Just Peace in Palestine and um, and and the coalition that is uh, a a coalition of all the, of all the groups. Um, and so Jewish voice for peace right now. Yes, you're right. We don't see it as 
anywhere, you know, there's definite imperfections in what in this resolution. Um, it, and but we also feel like it's important to pass it and to try to get Welch to also sign on to it and co-sponsor it. Um, and um, and also to work on, you know, we we do not um, Jewish Voice for Peace is not calling um, Sanders uh, statement a ceasefire, a call for a ceasefire. It wasn't. It was close, but no cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so to, you know, to push on him to really sort of use that language. Have you been and- able to meet with Welch or Sanders directly? Um, or has J- JVP New Hampshire Vermont been able to? We're still working on that. Yeah, it's amazing. Actually, he's completely right. avoiding meeting with anybody, right. as far as I can tell. Right. So it's so funny because Becca Ballant actually at least had the courage to meet with us, and I, literally, I mean, we sat. You know, we had a meeting with her, and um, and. And I thank her for that, that she that she had the courage. Do we agree totally on what she, where she's at? No, but, you know, she did, you know, she certainly called for the ceasefire and she has has moved in the direction that we need her to move. Welch manages to somehow <laughs> get avoids around scrutiny. He avoids he avoids everything. And I, I personally um, I, I have I. I find him to be pretty slimy. Um, and because he does that, he does, he avoids meeting with everyone um, in any issue um, that, that where there might be disagreement. Um, and Sanders has not necessarily done that in the past, but he's certainly doing that now. Um, so yes, we're working with, we're working on trying to have conversation with both of the, of them, as well as continuing to have conversation with Ballant. Um so and and then and then also as I said, working to have conversation with other Jewish folks. Yeah, we're running close to 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 probably when we should wrap up. But I wanted to. How do you have that conversation? Or I mean, what's the practical? Do you? <laughs> is it just on an individual level? Do you do teachings or what you know what what what's what's the kind of uh, mechanism for engagement because i mean right well thanks for for reminding me about the teachings because we are doing those as well in fact it's not just jvp that's doing the the teachings that the coalition is going to be having teachings and um there's a lot of education um to, to there's a lot of misinformation out there that needs to be corrected and um and for people to know and understand all the dynamics around these issues, um, mm-hmm. because certainly it's understandable that, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, you, you understand that folks that came out of the Holocaust were traumatized and, you know, it's understandable why, why you know, why Zionism might have, might have been put forth, you know, I mean, I, I get some of that, but that's not necessarily how it has to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have, to find the empathy, to find the common ground in, in conversations, I, I think is important. Now I'm just speaking for myself at this moment. I, this is not anything that I've had conversation with, with other, you know, sort of 
folks around strategy or ways that we're going to be speaking to to people. To me, it's about finding the common ground. It's about finding humanity and the caring and empathy that we have for other people, right? And, um, And to have folks to find that moment of, you know, where is that window that that person I'm having a conversation with can see that that another person's life is as important as as our life or you know that 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 all people deserve to have basic necessities at the very least but more than that you know that they need to have a quality life and yeah. um you know that's to me is the most is 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 the message that we have to be having with 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 everyone or, mm-hmm. you know so all right. Well, that's a good place to end it. So, um, Deborah, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. It was, it was lovely to speak with you. <laughs>